And I always say, Mikrashika uh, Minna, my honey, always sends her blessings. She wished she could be here. She's doing fine. I've been taking care of her. She's been taking care of me. I made, uh, what was it, Greek pizza with feta cheese and European style pancakes. We're, as an ambassador, we're doing some kitchenware. Wednesday night at the Resurrection Center. It's 7 p.m. And tonight, people are asking a lot of questions. One of the things that they're asking about is, what is coronavirus? The biggest question people are asking as they go to their churches, or they go to their leaders, or they go to their boss at work, or they talk to other family members, is in the midst of all of this, where is God? That's the question. Where is God? Come over here. It's just you and me. Just come over here. Would you like to know the answer to that? Come over here. Don't be afraid. Come over. I'll tell you. That's not the question. The question is, where are you? Last Wednesday here at the Resurrection Center, you saw Minister Wayne talk about the armor of God. Tonight, what we'll be doing is we'll be talking about the keys of the armor of God. It's one thing to know what the armor of God is. That's great. It's in Ephesians. It's in chapter 6. But what do you do when you're wearing it? That's what we're going to talk about tonight. My name is David Ewan, and I'm here by the request and the permission of my spiritual father, Pastor Jose Martinez, and my spiritual mother, uh, Pastora Melly Martinez, and this is the Resurrection Center. You can follow us at TRC413, of course, our Red Sense Spring on YouTube, we're on Resur Resurrection Center Radio, the K Radio, and more recently, KTV. You can follow us at any, at any place. But right now, we're going to be talking a little bit about the armor of God. So let's, let's take a look and see what our situation is. Okay? So your vocabulary over the past few months has changed. Today's vocabulary has words like social distancing, quarantine, ventilators, whatever it is. It's a word with multiple syllables. And the reason why it's with multiple syllables is we live in a more complicated word, world now. In a more complicated world now, we need even that much more protection. You know, people will, will go to their church, or they'll go to a family member, or they'll go to their job and talk to their boss and say, what do I need to do? And very often, that answer is not there. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. We're going to talk about that. Yes. So... In today's uncertain times, people are asking questions. I know you've been asking questions. And your biggest question is, where is God? Where is God in all of this? I told you, 
That's not the question. The question is, where are you? Okay? So God gives us free will, and he guides us. We learn that. Just crack open a brand new Bible. It's in the book of Genesis. Okay? With the teachings of God's principles, we learn about how we can become the people that God wants us to be. Let me slow down. Let me just slow down. Turn up the volume. Listen to this. Turn up the volume. Up. Here's the deal. It's not about us. It's about God. If we try to do what we want to do, That's right. then we will fail. Mm. How do I know that? I'm so embarrassed. I've done it so many times. <laughs> but I will tell you, if we think about, for example, in Jeremiah 29, 11, that God has a purpose for us related to benefiting us, if we follow that purpose, then we can succeed. But we need to be protected. We need to be protected against the spiritual attacks. That's what we're talking about tonight. So as I said before, we're going to be talking about the armor of God. Okay? So don't ask where God is. Really. Don't, don't ask where God is. Believe me, God knows where he is. We don't know where we are. That's, right. That's the problem. That's right. Okay. Preach. So, if you, it, it is you who will learn from God. God won't learn from us. <laughs> we learn from God. See how that works? It's it's that's the direction. So, God will teach us how to be motivated, organized, disciplined, ethical, educated, and strong with endurance. That's what God will teach us. Amen. But to get that. You need to be able to fight against this spiritual attack that prevents you from getting to that goal. That's right. Maybe you've heard that God wants us to reach a destination. We want to go to that destination. But you know what the biggest thing about that destination? It's not the destination. It's the journey there. That's right. And what happens during that journey? You're being attacked. Mm. You've got to be prepared for that. So that's what's happening. So let's talk about that. Okay? Here's my agenda tonight. I'm going to chat with you about four things. Sit down. Sit down. Enjoy this. We're going to talk about what our weakness is. What? You didn't know you had a weakness? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You have a weakness. We're, I'll show it. I'll expose it to you. Better that I expose it to you than God expose it to you. Okay? So, yes. We have a weakness. And let me tell you, it's more than just sin. That's right. You know what our weakness is? Ourselves. We get in our own way. That's number one. You want me to tell you number two? Stay where you are. Turn up the volume. Wake up the neighbors. Wake up the dog. Let's, let's check. So we're going to talk about how will we become stronger? Wouldn't you like to become stronger? Spoiler alert. Would you like to know how that is? God's involved. Really? Yes, God is involved. What's the next thing I'm going to chat with you about? We're going to talk about the keys to fighting against evil. That's that part about the armor of God. That's what we're going to talk about. But as I said before, it's more 
than just putting on the armor of God. I hear people talk about that. They talk about putting on the armor of God. Uh, have you ever gone to one of those medieval museums and you look at those big metal armor and you know they put on the little outfit that they have and they can barely walk? I'm going to show you how you walk with the armor of God. That's what we're going to talk about today. And then we're going to talk about overcoming odds and winning. Do you like to be with a winning team or with a losing team? We're going to talk about you being on the A team. The winning team. That's what we're talking about today. So let me share with you. In our war with Satan, his society, whatever you want to call it, I'm not calling it a kingdom. So his society, in our human weakness, we need spiritual help. So, so here's the two things. We're being attacked by two things. I don't know if you caught that. It's this Satan society. I'm not calling it a kingdom. His, his little band of misfits. In our own weakness. So we're being attacked by two things. We're being attacked by ourselves and Satan. Oh my word. <laughs> you didn't know you had two enemies. Worse yet, you didn't know that you're one of them. That's, that's what the problem is. So we need spiritual help. We need spiritual help. So God provides the power of armor that he has. That he has given us. To protect us. And to give us victory. Did you hear me say victory? Victory. Do you want victory? Do you want to be on the A-team? That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to be on the A-team. I like that. I like that. So, the almighty team, Pastor Jose says. <laughs> I am a heckler in the crowd here. Uh, <laughs> so, we're going to talk about the signs of spiritual weakness. How do you know you have spiritual weakness? What, you're telling me you don't have spiritual weakness? Look at yourself. Do you really believe that? Let me tell you about the signs of spiritual weakness. How about a bad temper? You get a little snippy sometimes? Huh? Do you sometimes not hang around with your fellow Christians? Not call them? Not be in touch with them? Do you forget to follow up those who really support you? Hmm? What about the absence of prayer? Oh, did I say the absence of prayer? No, let's talk about absence of prayer. I, I don't mean that prayer went away. I mean, it's you who went away from prayer. That's what I mean by the absence of prayer. I don't, I'm not saying prayer went away from you. I'm saying you went away from prayer. See, pray in the morning, pray at the night. Oh, I don't have time. If you want to be on the A team, if you want to be on the winning team, then you pray in the morning and you pray before you go to bed. Because that's part of that's part of the battle. Let's talk more. Let's talk more. Um, the absence of prayer and Bible reading. Reading! It's like schoolwork, it's like homework. But this will benefit you in more ways than you can imagine. God provides the principles, the teachings that have lasted. Thousands of years. That hasn't happened anywhere else. You need this to be on the A team. What about no integrity? Don't you hate it when you wonder why people don't trust you? Oh, I'll be back. I'll return the lawnmower. Really? 
Really. Take a look at that. Take a look at your own integrity. What's integrity? Trust. Do people trust you? 100%? What about selfishness? Look at that. These are just a few. I could go on. But I won't. These are some of the signs. Now that I've told you about the signs of weaknesses, wouldn't you like to know the characteristics? Don't change the channel. Stay where you are. I'm not here to scare you. We're going to talk about the characteristics. Let's talk about the characteristics. The characteristics of spiritual weakness. This is how you do a jiffy lube on yourself. This is how you check in on yourself. So people who have spiritual weakness, let's talk about them. They lead in their own power rather than God's power. I've got this. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. I'll do it. Don't worry about it. Forget about it. Don't, don't try to solve the problem. I'll take care of it. What are you, King Kong? Pounding your chest? Riding the white horse? Trying to play the hero? How many times has that worked out for you? Okay? You don't have to be alone. The next one, number two, being reactive and not proactive. What's reactive? Reactive is you're trying to keep your head above water. Proactive is you're planning in advance. You, you think ahead of what it's like. I work with airline pilots all around the world. One of the things that we talk about is when you're flying, you have to think about the destination. You have to plan on the weather. You have to be in communication with the tower before you leave your own country, before you go to the destination country. Okay? There's a lot of work that happens before you land there. Okay? That's, that's an example. Wouldn't it be better if you plan in advance? Plan in advance before there's a failure. If the failure happens, oh, I knew that was going to happen. How many times have you said that? If you knew it was going to happen, why didn't you do something about it? Be proactive, not reactive. So let's do more. Let's talk. Let's talk. Okay? People with spiritual weakness, they might lead an organization. They might do a great job running a business. Then you see them go home. See what they do with their wife and kids. Look at the tone of voice. Look at the lack of respect. Look at the division in the household. They might be fine. They might be fine in their company. They might be great leaders. But what kind of a leader are they at home? Another spiritual weakness. Characteristics of spiritual weakness. They lead out of charisma rather than crucifixion. Those are fancy words. Let me slow down a bit. They lead out of charisma rather than crucifixion. They lead out of be one of the cool kids in high school. I'm approaching 60. I don't have time to be a cool kid in high school. Okay? The lead... The heckler over here again. And uh, the crucifixion. That's sacrifice. Those who sacrifice are the ones who have integrity. Those are the ones you want to stand by. So lead out of, do you want to follow the person who's popular? Or do you want to follow a person who leads by example? 
That's what I mean by crucifixion. The next one. Again, we're talking about characteristics of spiritual weakness. There are two different type of people. They might be here in this church. Then they go out the door, go down the street. Totally different person. Totally different person. I've seen it. I've seen it. I say, what? <laughs> Number six. They're aware of everyone else's sin, but they're not aware of their own. Sure, be hypocritical. These are examples of characteristics of spiritual weakness. If you have spiritual weakness, how can you fight the battle against Satan and his society? Again, I'm not using kingdom. Satan and his society and your own families. No wonder you could be struggling. So here are the reasons why you need the armor of God. Oh, finally, we're at the part where we need the armor of God. Yes, you need the armor of God. But now you know why. Because we're half the problem. The other half is that society we were talking about. Here's the reasons why you need the armor of God. You're fighting against a serious opposition. What? Did I hear you? You, you don't think Satan's serious? You don't think he's a big deal? Yes, he's a big deal. Yes, that's why the world is the way it is now. You have a serious opposition. But not only is the opposition is Satan in his society, or whatever you want to call it, but it's also your, your own weakness. It's your own failings. We talked about those characteristics. See, you get your own way. See, Satan doesn't have to work so hard because he's already guided you and trained you to already fail. Okay? But you don't have to do that. Okay? So let's talk more. The other thing is, you need protection from attacks. Every day we're getting attacked. Every day we're getting attacked. The noise in the ears, the comments, the gossiping, that's an attack. Whatever it may be. Not being recognized when you should be recognized so that you could do more for others. That's an attack. There's so many attacks. The third one. Wouldn't it be nice if you were wearing the armor of God? Then you would know the abundant scale of God's provision. Wow. Wouldn't you like to feel, even just a little bit, the power that God wants you to have? That's what the armor of God is for. Okay? Minister Wayne was here. It was not me, he was here. You can tell the difference. The guy that had hair, he was here last week. The guy that doesn't have hair, he's here this week. That's how it works. And one of the things, and he's laughing, at least he's not heckling me. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14 through 17. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14 through 17. I'm not going to read it. I'm just telling you. The reason why I'm telling you is so you're reminded of what Minister Wayne talked about last week. He talked about the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. Of course, you know where to go on Resident Spring in uh, the Resurrection Center, 
uh, YouTube page. There's also Resurrection Center Radio, the K Radio. And you can learn all about what we talked about last week on the Armor of God. But I'm going to go a step further beyond that. We're going to talk now about what is the armor of God intended for? We're talking about the armor of God. Why? What's it for? That's what I'm going to tell you. So let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. So the Bible tells us that we are in a war, a spiritual war. You didn't know we were in a war? Really? Rewind this tape and go back to where we talked about spiritual weakness. When you review that, then you'll understand, yes, we're in a spiritual war. So we're in a spiritual war, and our adversary, if I could call him that, is Satan, the devil, is bent on destroying us. You've heard in the preachings here before, Pastor Jose said, Satan has three goals. Kill, steal, destroy. They kill us. Steal our opportunities. You see, the Apostle Paul warns us to beware of Satan's devices and tactics. And you can read that on your own in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Okay, so again, the Apostle Paul tells us beware of Satan's devices and his tactics. And that's in 2 uh, Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. So all of this is happening behind the scenes in the spiritual world. But it has great influence over the physical world. See, we have a spiritual world, and we have a physical world. But they're all together. They're all together. And that is why what happens in the spiritual world affects the physical world. If we have a spiritual attack, that spiritual attack will cause a bad day at work. If you have a spiritual attack, you'll be slapping your wife's silk. You'll be violent with your kids. But if we remove and protect ourselves against the spiritual attacks, then we'll have a good home life. If you remove and protect yourself against the spiritual attacks, then you'll get a promotion at your job. Isn't that great? So that's something we need to be ready. You have to, be, you have to understand, Satan and the demons are invisible, and he's a master of camouflage. He's a master of camouflage. Think of this. Satan has people believe that he doesn't exist. Now, for those that don't believe that Satan exists, then it's so much easier for Satan to come into your life and take control over you. Especially if you don't believe that he doesn't exist. That's his greatest power. Is people not believing that he exists. Talk about camouflage, huh? So with that being said, you and I will have to purposely and deliberately put all the full armor of God. And to do this, we are showing our enemy Satan that we are ready to stand against any tricks. Any schemes, deception, anything that he tries to come against us in whatever way. But we need to be protected with the armor of God through the power of Jesus Christ. 
The church, and each of us individually, moves forward on our knees, on bended knees. Praying reminds us of the battle that we are in, the spiritual battle that we are in. It also reminds us of the source of our strength. That's God. And our defenses. That's the armor of God. And reminds God that we are fully committed. We speak to God and say we're fully committed to following him in an obedient fashion. That's why we need to read the Bible. See, prayer and Bible study are the most powerful tools for combating Satan's weapons. That's why you're watching this. You're combating Satan right now. You're succeeding. You watching right now, you're on the A team. You're on the winning team. So when we put this whole armor of God, we will be prepared for Satan's attempts. His attempts to attack us with pride, envy, lust for forbidden pleasures, itching ears, those disappointments, the discouragement, the doubt, the division, especially in families, or any other tricks that he may use. It's easy for him to do that, especially for those people that don't believe that Satan exists. See, the armor of God creates the warrior outfit to prepare us for that spiritual war between our side, the kingdom of God, and Satan's society. So this is how we become stronger against spiritual attacks. Would you like to be stronger against spiritual attacks? So do I. So let's learn together. Let's be stronger with spiritual attacks, against spiritual attacks. You read. Oh no, read? You don't like to read? Go, Alexa, open you version Bible. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 20. Do it that way. It'll remind yourself of the armor when times are difficult. Print it off. Put it on your refrigerator. Understand the armor of God. That's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 20. The passage opens with, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be ready. Number two, put on the armor of God each day in anticipation of spiritual attacks. You see, See, Satan doesn't take weekends off. You, you thought he took weekends off. No. Satan is 24 hours a day. You know when his peak time is? 3 o'clock in the morning. You wonder why you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning? Why am I waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning? It's not to get the vanilla ice cream on the second shelf in the refrigerator. Well, it might be. But it's also the spiritual attack. That's right. So be ready for prayer at that hour. And enjoy that ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> um, so number two, put on the armor of God. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, explains that believers are part of a spiritual war. That means we, all of us, are part of a spiritual war. Um, for our struggle is not to gain flesh and blood, or to go against flesh and blood, but to against the rulers, against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. There's the spiritual realm, and we're fighting that battle. 
It's very difficult to fight a battle that you can't see. See, you, you might watch the world news and you see the wars and there's guns and things like that. But, but this is also a war. The only difference is we have to operate in a spiritual way. And that's why we use the teachings and the principles of what God provides us. Number three, pray without ceasing. Scream, scream, scream. Pray, pray, pray. Morning and night. Morning and night. Seven days per week. If you get that ice cream call at 3 a.m., that's the time to pray as well. We live in a world where Satan doesn't have to go to sleep. When our guards are down, his guard is up. We have to have our guard up at all times. That's why we wear the armor of God. So pray without ceasing. The last one, spend time in worship and fellowship with other believers. I can't do this alone. I need you. You need me. We need to work with one another. That's why you've noticed during this unfortunate time of pandemic, we've been sending out messages. We know it's been a very awkward time. I, I remember a year ago when we had the Easter service here at this church. It had vibrant power and energy for the Lord. On April 12th, when I gave the word for Easter Sunday, I presented the word for Easter Sunday by the permission and the request of my spiritual father, I never told him how awkward it felt. I felt comfortable speaking. I was driven by the Holy Spirit. But what was awkward are the empty seats. That will not last forever. We will continue to fight Satan and his society. We need to continue to pray. We need to be continue to be aware. We need to be connected with each other. Whatever it is, a text, uh, a phone call, a Facebook message, whatever is convenient for you, be connected with your fellow Christians and your fellow church homes. Let's talk more. Let's talk more. So, there are four ways to take up the armor of God and win. There are four ways to take up the armor of God and win. See, we talked about you got to wear it. What are you going to do now that you're going to wear it? Okay, let's talk about that. Okay, first of all, if you're going to attack an enemy, if you're going to attack an enemy, you have to know your enemy. Does that make sense? If, if you're going to... You know, you put on the boxing gloves, but you're going to hit the opponent. you got to know where the opponent is. Okay? But we're wearing the armor of God, not boxing gloves. With the armor of God, what we need to do is we need to see and be aware of where the enemy is. Get a pencil and paper. That's okay. Use the napkin. Whatever you got. Get a pencil and paper. Write this down. This is how you know what the enemy looks like. Okay? They're deceptive, they're manipulative, and they're selfish. Write that down. Your pencil broke, that's okay. Use the pen, I'll say it again. The enemy is deceptive, 
they're manipulative, and they're selfish. Okay? That's what they are. Now I'll tell you what they do to you. See? Did you hear what I said? I just told you what they are. Now I'm going to tell you what they do to you. The reason why they attack you is either they're jealous of you, or they're intimidated by you, or they're afraid of you. They could be jealous of you, afraid of you, or, uh, or intimidated by you. So that's knowing the enemy. Number two, take the sword of the Spirit and win. Do you want to win? You want to win? I want to win. So we take the sword out and we win. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. What do I mean by the Word of God? That's the Bible. Because it's the Bible that gives us the teachings and the principles. The thing about the Bible that has all the teachings and the principles is it's very complicated. That's what pastors are for. That's what church leaders are for. That's what ministers are for. That's why we have church services. That's why we have Bible sessions because we're always learning. The learning never ends. So what you're doing when you attend a Sunday service or you attend a Bible session or you attend a conference, what you're really doing is you're pulling out that sword and you're raising it high. That's what you're doing when you're doing that. The next thing, number three, take the shield of faith and win. So when I talk about a shield, it's your protection. Okay? When I said that, it was a med- it's, I don't mean like Captain America. <laughs> so take your shield of faith and win. Oh, and in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16, as he's holding, and you're holding up the shield. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked one. So what that means is when someone is jealous of you or intimidated by you, you can block that. You'll be able to recognize those who are deceptive, manipulative, and selfish. Okay? The last one, number four, stand firm and win. What's that mean? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 through 14 says, Therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm. That means don't give up. Let's talk about the characteristics of a child of God wearing the armor of God. Do you remember I talked about the characteristics of spiritual weakness? See, we've grown up now. We'll put that behind us. We're at the point now, we're going to talk about the child of God wearing, um, wearing the armor of God. There are two scriptures. There are two scriptures I'll tell you about. One is in James, the other one's in Deuteronomy. So flip open your Bibles. Are you ready? The first one I'm going to go to is James chapter 4, verse 7. James chapter 4, verse 7. 
And the scripture reads, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That means when you stand next to God, the devil will be afraid. You are protected. The next one is Deuteronomy chapter 3 verse 22. Deuteronomy chapter 3 verse 22. And the scripture reads, Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God himself will fight for you. You like that? God will fight for you. But you have to do your part too. But let me tell you what Deuteronomy chapter 3 verse 22 is talking about. The first one is staying strong. What does that mean? It means to be brave. The next one is you're never alone. What does that mean when you're never alone? You don't have that empty feeling. Did you ever have that, you're trying to get through the day and you have that emptiness inside of you? That's because you haven't let the Holy Spirit come in. See, that's the part that you have to do. You have to say, God, I'm here. Let the Holy Spirit flow in. Because God doesn't want you to be empty. The reason why you feel empty is there's nothing else to fill its space. So let that emptiness be full by letting God into your life. The next one, God loves you. Yes, it's true, God does love you. God loves you. What does that mean? It means you're worthy in God's eyes. And the next one is, he fights for you. God's got your back. So, now let me tell you about the result of wearing the armor of God. Wouldn't you like to know what happens when you wear the armor of God? Three simple things. First, God holds the victory over sin and death in this world. God has the victory. Not Satan's little society. And God holds the victory over sin and over death. So anyone trying to kill, steal, and destroy from you has already lost. Because God holds the victory. Number two, the word of truth. So by, I call it the word of truth because what is the truth? God's promise never changes. It's always consistent. Because God says what he says and he has his teachings and his principles and it's always consistent. That's why it's the word of truth. What also is the word of truth? It's the promise he gave us. So not only is it consistent, it's a promise. Yes. The word of truth is the weapon against the enemy's schemes and it always wins. Number three. Number three. Proclaim Satan does not have authority over our lives, for we have been set free. You cast out, you rebuke any plans of the enemy. You decree greater success. That's what you have. So, let's talk about something. Listen up, turn up the volume, put the potato chips down, listen, listen. How do we become useful in our fight against the evil one? How do we do that? Here are the principles we need to be aware to be effective. 
Number one, you have to know who you are in Christ. Did you hear what I said? You have to know who you are in Christ. See, earlier I said, see, God knows who he is. The problem that you and I have is we don't know who we are. We don't know what God has given us. It's in the Bible. I told you about Jeremiah 29, 11, where God talks about having a purpose for us. So know who we are in Christ. And that's what you'll learn in our lessons that we provide here at the Resurrection Center. So rely on his power and take direction from the Holy Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit is for. If we let the Holy Spirit in, then by letting the Holy Spirit in, then we know how God can guide us. If God can guide us, then we can be even stronger. Number two, agree with the word of God. Don't just read it. That's why it's called the word of truth. If it is truth, why wouldn't you agree with it? That's why it's called the word of truth. So the word of God is consistent and it does not change. Learn the truth in God's word and in applying that truth, you will find on the right side, you're on the right side, not the wrong side, you're on the right side of the spiritual conflict, regardless of what others think of you. Let's talk about that for a moment. Don't think about what other people think about you. They may be part of Satan's society. Worry about what God thinks of you. Worry about the purpose that God has for you. Don't worry about what other people's purpose have in you. Worry about what God has for you. Okay, and that's in the teachings and the principles as shown in the Bible. The next one. We agree with the Holy Spirit. That little voice inside of you that says, uh-uh-uh, be obedient to that. You know, in time, as you receive the Holy Spirit, it's one thing to have the Holy Spirit, but it's another thing to listen to the Holy Spirit. Be obedient to the Holy Spirit. It's a behavior to be acquired over time, and that is something that you need to have developed. And that's why we call it a walk. You see, as we learn from the Holy Spirit, we are over time developing our ability to listen to the Holy Spirit. It's something that's acquired over time. That's why we call it a journey. That's why we call it a walk. We talk, we talk very little about the destination. We have a goal for a destination, but we're always on that walk. We're always on that journey. And that's what the conversation's all about. And the last one is you see all the possibilities. See, the enemy would seek to blind us of all the possibilities that God has for us. He wants us to accept things the way they are. Blah, 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 blah. God has so much more for us. But if we hang on using the armor of God to shield ourselves, from the enemy, then we can succeed. Okay. I've been talking to you a lot lately. I've been chatting about Would you like me to give you a summary? You would? Okay, I'll do it right now. I'll give you a summary. 
Here's what we talked about today. We talked about a lot. We talked about a lot. The first thing we talked about was the signs of spiritual weakness. We talked about the characteristics of spiritual weakness. We talked about the reasons you need the armor of God. Then we talked about what is the armor of God, which was a review of what we talked about last week. Then we talked about what the armor of God is intended for. Then we talked about how we can become stronger against spiritual attacks. Then we talked about the four ways to take up the armor of God and win. And then we talked about the characteristics of a child of God wearing the armor of God so that we know what we're supposed to look like. Then we talked about the result of wearing the armor of God. And then we talked about becoming useful in the fight against evil. Wouldn't it be nice to be useful? You know what being useful is? It's being on the A team. So today we put on the full armor of God, of guard, God I should say. Um, our lives are protected from attack. We put on the belt of truth to protect against lies and deception. We put on the breastplate of righteousness to protect our hearts from the temptations we battle. We put on the gospel of peace on our feet so we are ready to take your light wherever you send us this day. We choose to walk in the peace and freedom of your spirit, God, your spirit, and not uh, to be overcome with fear and anxious thoughts. We're protected from that. We take up your shield, Lord, of faith that will extinguish all the darts and threat hurled our way by the enemy. You see, we believe in your power, God, to protect us and to choose to trust in you. We put on the helmet of salvation, which covers our minds and thoughts, reminding us that we are children of the day, forgiven, set free, saved by the grace of Christ Jesus. We take up the sword of the Spirit, your very word, the one offensive weapon given to us for battle, for that spiritual battle, which has the power to demolish strongholds, alive, active, and sharper than any double-edged sword. There's just so much. My friends, we have all sinned and deserve God's judgment. God the Father sent His only Son to satisfy that judgment for those who believe in Him, Jesus, the Creator, and eternal Son of God, who lived a sinless life he loves us so much that he died for our sins. Taking the punishment that we deserve, was buried and rose from the dead, as we know from the Bible. If you truly believe and trust this in your heart, receiving Jesus alone as your Savior, declaring, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved from judgment and spend eternity with God in heaven. So let me close. Let me close. Tonight, here at the Resurrection Center, I talked about the questions people are asking. We talked about what you may have seen in the news today. You know, face masks, social distancing, coronavirus, COVID-19, blah, blah, blah. And the question that people ask, and that maybe you ask, was... Where is God? Where is God? And what we learned today, that's not the question. The question is, where are you?
If you wear the armor of God in the way that God intends you to wear the armor of God, then you can be saved. You will receive promotions at your job. You will not be laid off. You will have a peaceful home. You know, my wife and I, we pray every morning and every night. At this hour, it's 8 o'clock. In an hour and a half, we'll be praying with chamomile tea. That's what we'll be doing. And we pray that people understand that there's a spiritual world that is real. And if you know that the spiritual world is real, then you know that you have something to fight for. You, have some, you need to fight against Satan and his dominions, his little society, whatever you want to call it. So take that into consideration. Continue to be connected to the Resurrection Center. As you know, our YouTube page is ResSense Spring. We are on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook at TRC413. Um, we're also on ResurrectionCenterRadio.com. We're also on TheKRadio.com. We're also uh, on KTV.us. Um, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. And we also email you, we send text messages, we WhatsApp you. Um, reply back. Let us know that you're doing okay. And if you need any type of help, the Resurrection Center is there to help you. You're not alone. We might be on a cell phone while you're having some potato chips on the couch, wondering where your life is heading, but we're here. We're here. And uh, so go to our website, www.resurrection.com springfield.org resurrectionspringfield.org you'll see our email you'll see our phone number you'll see our videos um, keep in touch with us we hope to be open whenever we're allowed to we don't know when that will be but we're as as Romans 13 chapter 13 verse 1 through 3 tells us to follow the laws of the land and we will do that my name is David Ewan. I head up the Brave Carnage Ministries at the Resurrection Center. Thank you for joining us. We bless you. We'll be back here on Sunday at noon. My name is David Ewan, and this is the Resurrection Center. that we have received that God has used Dave and also Minister Wayne these past two Wednesdays. We have more than enough resources to put into practice. Now, in summary, as you get ready to leave, I want you to keep this in mind. One of the things that I do on a normal